Welcome to the podcast of the Unitarian Universalist Area Church at First Parish in Sherborne. No matter who you are, who you love, we welcome you into our community of religious seekers. Please join us for our Sunday worship services at 10.30 a.m. More information can be found on our website at uuac.org or visit our Facebook page at Sherborne Unitarian Universalist. Homeless by Donna Shaper. Lots of people are homeless, for real. Their belongings, what a strange word, are all in one bag. They sleep outside. Some are urban pioneers and sleep on church steps or under highways. They don't like shelters. They are shelter makers. Some have communities and know the schedules for the local soup kitchens. They rise at dawn. They head south in the winter. They depend on what can only be called the right hand of God. Even more people are spiritually homeless. They, we, have a bed and sheets. We wonder if we should declutter or if we have too many belongings. We wonder if we are taking proper care of the boiler or the gutters. We also rise at dawn and reach out for the right hand of the Almighty and wonder where it went. Congregations are soup kitchens for the spiritually hungry. They are shelters for the spiritually homeless. Respite lodging for the people who are in need of respite. Domiciles for the spirit. Nests for the baby bird in all of us, no matter how old we are. Nursing homes for those who can't bathe or tie their own shoes anymore. Rehab centers for those who should have done prehab but forgot. Habitats for humanity. Life is one long displacement and replacement. Where did we put that belonging that mattered most to us? Not our cell phone or our keys. The belonging that matters most is our belonging to that right hand, the one habitually reaching for us. Here is our sanctuary. And beautiful and hard things have happened in this space just like everywhere else. And so in this space, we are asked to keep our hearts uh, tender and our eyes soft and our words true. This is what you and I are about, all of us. We, we, try to, um, we try to love each other. And oh my gosh, it is hard, especially as a country right now, to do that. And yet we try to love one another, and we bear witness against destruction and cruelty. And we gather here in community to try to practice being the person that we look in the mirror and we say, you can do better. You can be maybe more to practice being the person you want to be. But as we know, we cannot do everything but we can do something, and that something is never nothing. So 
as Leonard Cohen reminds us, we can ring the bells that still can ring, right? And then we can forget our perfect offering. And these days, there is a crack in everything. And for those of you who are new, everyone usually says with me, that is how the light gets in. All right. So 79. 79 is the number, in case you're wondering. 79 weeks. 79 weekends. 79 Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. Since um, March 8th, 2020. was the last Sunday that we were here. I actually was not here that Sunday. I had that Sunday off. I was here on the first. So for me, it's 80 weeks. <laughs> Since we last gathered for worship. Worship, my etymology friends. <laughs> you know what this means. It does not mean to bow down on bended knee and bended head showing fealty to something. It instead means from from the Gaelic to assign worth to something, to assign value to something, worth-ship, worship. Assign worth to more than the clock. Assign worth to more than the job, the grade in class, the college entrance exams, um, the number of follows you get on social media. Worship more than the self that's staring you back in the mirror. Worship more than um, you feel like you have to be a certain way or do a certain thing to get love. None of that worship. And instead, assign worth to the embers in your, the embers that are your soul. What did, what did Jess, you read the reading, Donna? A baby bird, a baby bird inside you. You have it in you, I have it in me. It's the, it's the baby bird, it's the soul that is the shy, that doesn't want to come out into the daylight, that tells you who you are and tells you what you're for and tells you that you're capable of giving and receiving love. It's this baby bird in your chest called your soul. And that's what religious community does. It blows breath. Now behind a mask, it holds out a hand for the baby bird so that the embers of your soul or the baby bird of your soul does not die. That's what this is for. And the reason that we have sanctuaries like this and not just private walks in the woods is because we need each other. We need a space that reminds us that we need each other. Because we can't grow a soul unless we put ourselves in a position um, to learn how to love with and live with and learn from other people. And look, people can be a pain. Like this isn't all like sunshine and flowers and beautiful sanctuaries. Like this is hard, right? 
But the thing is, you know this, that often the things worth doing are hard. Notice the word worth. And that's why we call it worship. And that's why we're here. So I just need to say it plain to you guys. Um, if spirituality is what we do in private and religion is what we do in public, and what this is is a public space, and, and man, like this is the most people I've been in a room with in, I'm sure, um, 80 weeks. Maybe you guys, 79 weeks, unless you've been to concerts or something, especially indoors. So given that, that this is a public space, it needs to be acknowledged, you guys, that um, we have spent the last 79 weeks in a kind of exile. Exile from this place that people have literally in this room gathered since 1826. Literally, where you're sitting since 1826. We have been in exile from the place that we have blessed our babies in, right here. Exile from some of you have gotten married, right here. I've been the minister for you. Exile from this place where we have mourned the people that we've loved, that we have lost. Can I especially name Betty Douse? Dot Widmeyer, Maria Salomeo Schmidt, who died in the last year and who could not, we could not be here to mourn them. I mean, we have been in exile. I mean, my, I blessed my daughter, Ella, when she was a month old, right here, my first year. She just turned 18 two weeks ago, right here. Spaces like this remind us of who we are, and they remind us of who um, we were, and they remind us of who we want to be, I believe. And they remind us that it's not all about us, because this space is transcendent transcends you, it transcends me. That's what this sanctuaries are for. And we have been in exile. We are more than the building, as we said all of last year. But it has been so much more lonely and so much more private and so much harder to be what we're supposed to be. And so now we're home. We're out of exile, right? Except, right, like there's one clap and Ben's like, oh no, I clapped and nobody else did, but <laughs> that's precisely what I'm getting at is that we're out of exile, we're home, except we're, we're not. I'm, I'm looking at the camera, 
for all of those people who were not here. Because many of us won't and can't be here until they feel safe to do so. So many of us are changed. So much has changed in these last 79 Sundays. I mean, some of us don't even know what being home is like anymore because we work from home, we take classes from home, um, we stay at home, we home from home. Like, what does it even mean anymore to be home? All the boundaries have been broken down. And so it's like this. We are all, you and I, in varying degrees of exile right now. We're exiled from here, from this church. We're exiled from the person that we were 80 weeks ago. We're exiled from the person we're trying to be. We're exiled from the country that, that, that maybe you were proud of. We're exiled from this like vision of us as all coming together like after 9-11, it was my, I, was in, I was Jason's sort of era. It was my first year as an intern. Everybody came together. That's not how it is now. We are exiled from that. And if it's true, as MLK reminds us, that none of us can be home until all of us can be home. None of us can be free until all of us are free. None of us can be out of exile and in exile until all of us are back together. If all of that's true, then what does it mean? What does it mean? For us here, for those of you behind the camera, what does it mean for us to be a people who want to be, who long to be home? What does it mean to be at home in your life now? Yesterday, um, I think it was about one o'clock, I got a text from one of you. I maybe, maybe hadn't started writing the sermon yet. <laughs> Jason, do not follow my lead on this, by the way. And their text said um, that they and their spouse would not, would not be here today and for at least a month, if not more, because their doctor recommended against being in public spaces until some health checks were, were made. So one o'clock, I, I didn't respond. I let it go. I didn't respond. Um, I was busy, I was still writing my sermon. But I didn't respond. I think this is the truth, is that the baby bird of my soul was chirping. And my soul, the truth is that it broke my heart. So just another crack to 
add to all the other ones here. Because I have this, uh, this joy, this like, um, Phil, you can tell me if I pronounce it right, this joie de vivre, because you know French, this joie de vivre in me, right, to be here with you, to be preaching with my body and not in my wife's office or in my bedroom. And then I've got this broken heart, this sorrow that, that not all of us are here. And I don't know what to do with a feeling. Is it like this for you? It's just, it's not about just church, right? It's, it's like, it's about everything. There's like this, the bitterness on our lips that the promised land, we're not there yet. The promised land, you know, depending on your health, your age, your gender, uh, your kids, your employment status. But then there's this like, um, there's this sweetness too that despite it all, despite it all, there is such, uh, the world is still beautiful. And so yesterday, um, I, fi I finished the sermon and uh, I, well, I almost finished the sermon. <laughs> and, I, and I texted this person back and they're probably watching now. And I said, you will be with us every moment. And do you know what the most important word in that sentence is? The most important word, as you said, is with. Because when I read about the Jews in exile, and when I talk to my colleagues about the trauma that has happened in their congregations the last 80 weeks, when I talk to nurses and doctors, some of you who are here about how your job and your life has been like, when I talk to teachers, when I talk to people who are still unemployed, the thing that I hear, the thing that I hear is that People, we just want to know that we are seen and that we are not alone. The most important thing that the Bible ever says about God is not that the pain's going to be taken away, but rather that you are not going to be alone. The most important thing that any of us can ever do right now is to stick with folks. Look, you guys, like, I just want to be seen. You want to be seen. The people in the camera and at home want to be seen as we, like, move in and out of exile. It's like this long, 
line of people in the desert, you and I. And this time, this is the time, we are in uncertain times. Jason, you said this. We are on a journey with no um, roadway. Some of us will feel close. Some of us will feel miles away. And when the path is uncertain, this is the wisdom of the ages that tells us what we have to do. We have to look around, look around here and ask yourself, who is here? And then ask yourself, who is not? We've got to remember the with. With is now our most important spiritual practice. So are you with me? I'm with you. And so together, you and I, in and out of exile, we go. I love each and every one of you. I really do. And uh, I love this space. And I love each and every one of you behind the camera. <laughs>